You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to reflect back on 2023, but first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? I would like to share a little tip for all the readers out there listening, Mm. which is the Fantastic Fiction website. I learned about this when I was working at the public library, and it has been life-changing for me. So you can type in an author or a book or a series, and it pulls up that author's page, and then it groups all of their books by series and has the order number for them. I feel like sometimes it is so difficult to know what is the next book in the series, what's Mm -hmm. the title of the next book when you're going through, or Mm -hmm. how do these all fit together. I find this especially with my children's book series Mm -hmm. that have like 48 books in the series Mm -hmm. trying to figure that all out at the top of the author's page they also have their most recent book or the one that is going to be coming out so I go there when I want to find the release date for books Mm -hmm. from my favorite authors as well Ooh, and then you can do the deep search on Libby and have your library notify you when they Mm -hmm. buy it Mm -hmm. it's a whole system very nice works beautifully it looks like a site out of the early 2000s but it works great. Can recommend. Love it. What is new with you? I want to share about some yard work that we are not doing, which Mm -hmm. is leaving the leaves. Mm -hmm. We have a big tree in the front of our house and then a big tree in our neighbor's backyard. And so our lawn gets absolutely blanketed with leaves. And this year we're not raking them. I did not tell anyone that. (laughs) And so one day I came out to my neighbor having used her leaf blower to blow them for us. Mm -hmm. And then I very awkwardly told her that this year I was leaving the leaves. And so she put some back. So now we're all on the same page. Tell us more about why you are leaving the leaves. Well, it's really good for those nutrients to go back to the earth rather Mm -hmm. than get bagged or even to get composted. We have never bagged leaves. That's not a thing that we did. Mm -hmm. In Carbro, they had a leaf vacuum truck that the city would make compost which Mm -hmm. was cool, but there's nothing like that here. So people are putting their leaves in plastic bags and then Mm -hmm. leaving them for the bulk trash pickup, which is really not my favorite since those are things that will break down on their own. Mm -hmm. But it's going to give nutrients. It's going to provide homes for the overwintering insects like the native bees that are around. And it's going to be mulch in the spring when they break down. So it's going to be amazing. I love this. This is a newer concept for me. And the city here has been doing a lot of education about it because Mm. we used to have one of the leaf sucker trucks, as we call them. Mm -hmm. And this is the first year they're not doing it. So they had a pilot program last year where you could sign up to have them not pick it up at your house. And they gave you lots of information and some different resources for how to take care of your leaves, not just having the city take care of them. And then this year, there is no other option. So we are also leaving our leaves, although we are going to bow across them to mulch to help break it down. The oak Mm -hmm. leaves we have do not break down very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I think this will be the right in-between for us. Yeah. Sounds great. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. I just finished The Chaos Machine by Max Fisher. This is a nonfiction book about how social media is destroying our world. There was so much there. It was a much broader take on what is at stake with letting algorithms run social media for individuals, but more than that, for society and democracy. 
I started to listen to this one when I was going on runs, but there were so many details that I felt like I needed to slow down and read it in print. It's very dense, but it was a great read. It had many similar themes to the book I read earlier this year, Men Who Hate Women, about how the internet radicalizes young men. It was horrifying to read, but I am glad that I did, and it has led to lots of good conversations with Neil and the kids, basically telling them never to trust what YouTube recommends to them. Yeah. (laughs) I would absolutely recommend it. I feel much more informed about how social media is playing a part in the current social and political landscape that we live in. Hmm. What have you been reading? Earlier this year, I read Two Wrongs Make a Right, and the sequel to that one, Better Hate Than Never, just came out. These are books one and two of the Wilmot Sister series, which is a new contemporary romance series by Chloe Lise of the Bergman Brothers. Mm-hmm. And these are really fun. Two Wrongs Make a Right is based on Much Ado About Nothing, and Better Hate Than Never is based on Taming of the Shrew. And there's a third sister, so there will be a third book at some point. But they're both very modern feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. in that you can get the hints of the Shakespearean stuff, but they feel updated. True. I just really like her books. I have loved the Bergman Brothers for years. She wrote a holiday romance that I read last year, Hmm. and that one was really good, too. And I just think she does a good job. You know, sometimes contemporary romance, especially straight contemporary romance, feels like, oh, look at these two wealthy white people getting together. Mm -hmm. And she does such a good job with representation in her books. So yeah, they're privileged white characters, but then they have these aspects of them like autism or ADHD or, you know, other physical and mental health challenges or family stuff that makes them feel really real and dimensional and Mm -hmm. not just like here are Barbie and Ken getting together and having a fake third act breakup and then living happily ever after, which I really Mm -hmm. appreciate. I also like how connected the books are. This is like the Bergman brothers, but you know, you see the characters again because they're all in the same family. So these characters that you grew to love in the first book, of course, show up again in the second book. And then Mm -hmm. everybody's connected, I'm sure in the third book as well, which isn't out yet. I think it'll be out sometime next year. So I would recommend these. This is solid contemporary romance. Now let's move on to our topic for today. We are going to reflect back on 2023. Sarah, how would you describe 2023 overall? It was a solid year for us. I am proud of what we accomplished getting through the hard parts, like having our house in upheaval for most of the year. Even when things were really hard, I felt like Neil and I were a team getting through it together and that we knew we'd be able to laugh about the chaos in the future. We are not quite laughing yet, but we're really close. (laughs) The major events that shaped our year were completing the renovation. We are moved in, and we love it. I said in our mid-year check-in that I couldn't wait to record this episode (laughs) and declare it finished, and it is mostly. (laughs) We are still working on getting the closet shelves installed, and need to paint HP's room now that it's his own room. Mm-hmm. And we need furniture for the back living area. But still, feeling great about it. And all of the project pieces of it will be done by the end of 2023. Yay! The other things that defined the year were settling into my new job, which I'll talk more about later, 
and having a really good travel year. So good. How was your 2023? We had kind of a tough year. It was hard on Andrew with grants and work, Mm -hmm. and it was really hard on me to lose my job at the end of October and then have to find another job. You know, nine months into a nursing Mm -hmm. career isn't really much to speak of in terms of experience. Like people really measure it in years. So not even being quite to a year yet, it felt like it was going to be hard to get another job. And I have found one and I'm very thankful, but it was also a lot of stress around Mm -hmm. that. And then like the bigger parts of that, of this really wonderful place for birthing people and families closing in Birmingham and really in Alabama. We were unique in terms of our statistics and our ways that we practiced. And I just still feel a lot of deep grief about that. Yeah. And then Andrew and I each having our separate hard professional times was hard on the kids. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not as much space to emotionally regulate or to model emotional regulation for your children when your world outside the home is in turmoil. And that's really how it felt. Yeah. And so it was rough. Not my favorite. Mm. Goodbye, 2023. May next year be much better. All right, let's talk about our words of the year. How'd you do on your words, Sarah? My word was deepen. And when I chose this, I was thinking about how things were going well and we were in a good rhythm. And I didn't want to be starting big new things and just focus on leaning into what was already working. And I think we did this. Nice. My word was ease. And I'm not sure how this went. (laughs) I think the way that it was beneficial was that it helped me, especially after we refocused mid-year with our podcast, to recognize where there was ease. Mm -hmm. And so that was helpful, but there was a lot of unease too. Mm Mm-hmm. Now let's reflect on different areas of our lives and share how we did with our goals in these areas. We'll start with self-care. I said that I wanted to turn toward reading rather than my phone. And I think I went through phases. I think I am doing that right now. And I think the times where I was on my phone a lot were more stressful times where I felt Mm. like I didn't have the bandwidth to focus on something more substantive. So I feel okay about it. Just do what you need to do to get through. (laughs) Yeah. I would also say that this winter has felt especially cozy so far. And I feel like I have been prioritizing self-care even more than usual. Mm. I think the change in the seasons is really good for me because I know it's a hard time. And so then I make the time to do all these things that Mm -hmm. support my mental and emotional health. So I have been just loving wearing all of the layers, having blankets around, drinking tea, listening to music. It has felt very comforting and like I am ending the year really taking care of myself. So nice. My main point of self-care this year was reading. Mm -hmm. I read tons of books as we discussed in our previous episode. It was a really good year for reading for me. And I really like thinking about reading as self-care because Mm -hmm. it feels like the easiest self-care for me. I enjoy it. It Mm -hmm. doesn't require a lot of physical input. It's really pretty easy for me to lay down and read a book on my Kindle or Mm -hmm. even easier is let someone read an audiobook to me 
And so I did a lot of that and I feel really thankful. It does feel easier than taking a walk or going to bed early, both of which Mm -hmm. also feel like self-care and that I have done sort of on and off, but my consistent thing has been reading and I really like it. Yeah. How are your relationships this year, Sarah? Overall, good. I mentioned earlier how it feels like Neil and I have been a really good team through the challenges this year. And there have been multiple points from like, well, if we can make it through this renovation, we can make it through anything. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did want to take a trip with Neil, just the two of us. And we didn't make that happen, but we did have lots of great family times that we spent together. So that felt really nice. And for friendships, I do think that I deepened relationship with friends and prioritized taking some trips that I haven't taken in past years to see friends. Mm-hmm. But I would say it felt similar to last year, where my circle still feels pretty small. And I think that with having school going on, I just don't feel like I can spread myself as thin, that I'm already spread thin with other commitments. So I just really treasure the relationships that I have been able to invest in, but looking forward to having more free time where I can open that circle a little bit. In terms of my friendships, I feel like we did great connecting with friends this year, both me individually and also us as a family. Mm -hmm. We went camping with some Birmingham friends. We went camping with y'all. We took a North Carolina trip to see old friends and favorite places, which all of that was so lovely. We also had great local hangs with Birmingham friends. We are Mm -hmm. rich in friendship and it feels really awesome. I think Andrew and I still have some work to do in terms of reconnecting. This is something that I talked about at the end of the year last year with me going to school, that it felt like Mm -hmm. we were disconnected. And with us both having really hard professional years, it feels like we're still working on that. We did restart couples therapy this year, and that has been good. So I think we're on a good path, but there's definitely still more of that path to walk. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your experiences with your physical health this year, Sarah. On the positive side, I was able to lean into running. One of my goals was to run another 10K and a half marathon, and I did it. I really enjoyed running outside and just having that area to challenge myself and set goals. I am hoping to do more races next year, but don't have any lined up at the moment. We also joined the rock climbing gym as a family, and that has been a really fun way to be active, especially because we all enjoy doing it. I also got connected with a climbing partner, and we've been meeting once a week to climb together, and I so appreciate getting to connect with her and being able to climb without being responsible for my children at the same time. Sounds amazing. On the not-so-great side of things, I experienced a lot of anxiety this year around my health, but also generally. It was especially bad this summer, and I am thankful for the support that I've gotten from Neil, from close friends, and professionally. But it's not fun. This has disrupted my sleep, which is key to my health and happiness, and just not been great. Yep, really hard. In terms of my physical health, the good news is that I am currently bike commuting to my new job. This is something that I had talked about last year wanting to do Mm -hmm. when I got a nursing job. And the first hospital I worked at, it didn't feel like it would work timing-wise. I just could not get out of the house early enough Mm -hmm. to get across town. 
But this hospital is much closer. So that is the silver lining of my first hospital closing. The only one. The only silver lining. (laughs) Gotta take what you can get. Yep. And I am loving it. I bike just about every day to work now. And it is amazing. I love not messing with parking. And I love Mm -hmm. going fast. And I love zooming past cars as they wait to turn left to get on the highway to go to the suburbs. It's really (laughs) one of my daily joyful things. And it's really nice to just do a little bit of physical activity on the way to and from work. Mm -hmm. I've also done a good bit of walking on non-work days since the kids have been back in school. That is something that since I left my first job that I have been doing in an effort to take care of my mental health because it's Mm -hmm. so helpful for me to be outside and walking up all the hills in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. for 30 minutes a day. In not great physical health news, I've had a cough off and on since the summer and I have asthma. And so it's Mm -hmm. normal for me to get a cough or to have a cold and then a cough to linger. But this Mm -hmm. just feels extra right now. So I'm starting a new inhaler and I think that's helping and I'm doing some other tests and things with my NP to figure it out, but it is what it is. Yeah. How was this year in parenting for you, Sarah? It was a good parenting year. I think that our kids are just at such fun ages, and I think I've always felt that, but now it's fun ages that is also easier. <laughs> <laughs> the best parenting accomplishment was definitely setting up the bathroom cleaning rotation. My bathrooms have never been so clean. They have been cleaned every week since early June when we implemented the plan. I am inspired to think of what else we can teach our children in the coming year. When we were at dinner last night, I was like, buckle up, friends. (laughs) And I started (laughs) listing some of my ideas. They were not that excited about it, but they are open to it. And they said that maybe they would like to do laundry where we each take a week Mm. And by like to, that was their preference over the other things I suggested. Great. (laughs) But I would love it if they were responsible for laundry some of the time, whether that is doing their own laundry or doing the whole family's laundry for a set period. That's my favorite version of that because then it really gives you a break the other weeks. Uh huh. Generally, I feel like we're in a great spot of enjoying each other's company. This fall, we started teaching the kids some basic card games and have been playing spades and hearts as a family. I wanted to be a game family in past years, and we did to some extent, but now it feels like we are at the right place in the right ages where they can start to understand strategy and enjoy the experience and be able to handle the frustrations that come Mm. with games Mm -hmm. in a much better way. I'm telling you, just keeps getting better. This is so lovely for me to hear because I feel like, yes, our kids are getting older and yes, they're getting more independent. And also sometimes they feel more demanding of our Mm. attention. Like Mm -hmm. we haven't tipped the balance yet between how much they need and how fun they are to be with. And Mm -hmm. so when you talk about it and you're just a few years ahead of me, I really see that glimmer of light. I think I had a mistaken impression that this year would feel easier, but really it didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that is because things felt hard, not in our home, you know, outside of our home, things felt hard. Sure. And then I think that's true for the kids too. Like Pepper going to a new school, I think was a big transition for him. Mm -hmm. And so even though it's really nice to have the kids at the same school, it's still a lot. 
There are new expectations. Yep. There are different routines. The routines have changed because my work has changed and because Andrew's work has been demanding. Mm -hmm. Just felt like a lot. And my goal last year was to be less reactive and to model emotional regulation for them. Mm -hmm. And I think when I'm at my best, I can do that pretty well. But there was a lot this year where I wasn't at my best. Mm -hmm. So all of that work-related stuff that we had this year has not been good for us in terms of us prioritizing emotional regulation and guiding and modeling that for them. Yeah. So we'll keep working on it. And our kids will be older. And maybe we'll tip the balance from needy to fun at some point soon. Mm -hmm. Please. And you won't have another school transition for a long time. That's true. Because you already did that. We sure did. Great point. What was your year like professionally, Sarah? It was a lot of learning. I started my new job at the very end of December last year. So it has been almost one full year. And at the beginning, there was just so much I didn't know that it was fun and exciting to be learning things, but also it can feel frustrating when the learning curve is that steep. Mm -hmm. And now in the second half of the year, it's felt like I am much more settled in and still have a lot to learn, but I'm also able to be a productive member of the team. So overall, I am glad that I made the move. There are things I miss about the public library, but I am so enjoying being on the technical services side of things. It has also been really fun to work with foreign language materials. Mm. I catalog a lot of French and German books. I thought that I would have more time to brush up on my foreign language skills this year, and mm -hmm. that was one of my goals, and I did not. <laughs> but I am hopeful that when I'm not taking classes, that that is something I can prioritize because I really do enjoy it. Yeah. And so you're talking about getting to that point of feeling more competent and like you're a contributing member of the team. And I feel like mm -hmm. I was just barely getting to that point mm -hmm. when my unit closed. And that just really rocked my world, as all of you know from listening to me talk about it today and other days. It's a big thing. And one of the things I said when we found out that they were closing our unit is that I still have so much to learn and I wanted to learn it there. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to learn in that context with those people in that model of practice. Mm -hmm. And it just really feels unfair that I don't get to. And starting over at a new place is weird because people don't know me. They don't know what I know. Right. And I feel like I was so known in my smaller unit because I was a student there. So they really saw mm. me from the beginning. Yes. And I formed deep friendships with some of those nurses. And I'm still in touch with them. But it's really different to go from working with your friends Mm -hmm. And the same people all the time to a much bigger unit where I am now. And they don't know me. And they hear that I became a nurse in February, which might mean one thing in their mind. But right. then I have these other experiences that I think inform who I am as a nurse. And so it's trying to show that with my actions and work in the new place, but then not trying to be a know-it-all or not trying to show off or not trying to overdo it. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like socially and intellectually exhausting yes to do the new job thing twice in a year yeah it is and at the same time I'm working through my grief over the first place closing so it's just so much and am I becoming a better nurse all the time yes 
Absolutely. And that was one of my goals. And so in that sense, I've done it. And I've gotten to do really cool professional development things. And there will be more cool professional development stuff coming. But wow, that was a lot. Sure was. How was your 2023 creativity-wise, Sarah? Pretty mediocre. (laughs) I don't know that I did much besides doing this podcast. And we scaled that back. So I'm doing this podcast less than I was Mm -hmm. last year, which I think was the right decision for us as a podcasting team. Mm-hmm. But since that was the main creative thing that I do, I just feel like creativity has not been quite as present in hmm. my life. I played the piano a lot more last year, and I would like to start doing that more again. But I have been listening to more music, which was one of my goals. And I know that is not me producing creative output, but it does feel like it's feeding mm-hmm. that part of my soul, the appreciation of music. I have been doing that a lot when I'm cooking dinner and it has been so much better than listening to a podcast because I would get frustrated when I was interrupted when I was listening to a podcast. But now I have music playing on a Bluetooth speaker and I feel like it makes me feel calmer. It makes me feel like we're just all hanging out, just getting stuff done and has been a really great part of the routine. So I hope that I continue that and maybe get back to some other creative pursuits next year, but we'll see. I would imagine that your house feeling more settled will make more room for that Mm -hmm. in your life. Because it seems like so much of that energy that could have gone toward creativity was wrapped up in renovation and house being torn apart and making decisions. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully it'll just come rushing back in now that y'all are all settled. Yeah. And I think some people see a renovation like this as a creative project that they can invest in. And I hate it so deeply in my soul. I hate (laughs) picking colors. I hate picking anything for the house. It just does not bring me joy. Probably would have been great if I could have had that mindset (laughs) while it was happening, but I absolutely did not. Well, that was really my main creative outlet this year was planning and doing things for the home. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you hate it. I love it. I could just plan that stuff all day. I could research it (laughs) into oblivion. I loved doing the home projects that I've done. I've loved planning for the home projects that are yet to come in the next few years. And I really felt creatively inspired in my home and really recommitted to it in a new way. Yeah, that's great. So related to that, Talk about your experience in your home this year, Sarah. You've touched on it some, but tell me more. It has just felt so unsettled, and we are obviously coming out of that now, but being in a much smaller space for more than a year, but still with almost all of our stuff, Mm -hmm. so things were piled in the hallways, the storage spaces were overflowing, our bedroom had a bunch of stuff that used to be other places and then was living in the bedroom. I think in general, I have a really high clutter tolerance, and I did not by the end of the year. (laughs) So I actually feel like we're in a great place now. We've been doing a lot of clutter clearing, a lot of organization, a lot more tidying, and feeling like I had the energy and bandwidth to do that because there actually were places for the things to go. But let's just say I'm looking forward to experiencing my home in 2024 and not having a year like 2023 again. And I am so grateful we were able to do this, but I am also so grateful that we are closing in on the end. It's going to be amazing. And I think this was kind of the year of my home. I Mm -hmm. thought that I might paint and I didn't do that, 
but we now have porch furniture on our back porch, which has been mm-hmm. truly amazing. Like the nights that just Andrew and I have sat out together on our comfy mm-hmm. porch couch have just been so good. Yeah. And it's a really nice place to welcome people because we only have one living area. But when we have family friends over, mm-hmm. adults can be outside, kids can be inside or vice versa. And it mm-hmm. works really well. The screen door, which our listeners know about. Mm-hmm. And I just redid our hall closet to make a linen closet, which is one of the projects I talked about on our clutter episode. Nice. And I very recently put up art on the walls and it looks awesome. So nice. I am feeling wow. so good about that. The garden sort of did its own thing this year. Yeah. But outside of the garden, I did a good amount of planting of native plants and fruit plants. So we have raspberry canes, which are new. We have more strawberry plants than we had before. And I did native hydrangeas in the front. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just on the native edible plant train and I am loving it. Making it happen. Sarah, what are you happy to leave behind in 2023? The renovation. Are you tired of me talking about this? Never. Me too. (laughs) If you are tired of it, you're in luck, listeners, because hopefully I won't be talking about it any in 2024. (laughs) Just so glad to live in our house next year after really two years of doing major work. It was a lot. Yep. And I'm happy to leave behind switching jobs. I'm over it. I'm going to stay in this job that I'm in now until at least February 2025 when I will have been a nurse for two years Mm -hmm. and then we'll see. All right. What are you happy to carry forward from 2023 into 24, Sarah? How much enjoyment I am finding and spending time together as a family and especially traveling together as a family. Nice. Mine is I'm hoping to carry forward my walks on my days off of work. What was the best thing you spent your time on this year? Reconnecting with friends in faraway places. Still in the United States, but taking trips to Colorado, to Arkansas, to Tennessee to get to see you, a trip with a high school friend, just all of that felt really, really nourishing. And mine is being with people I love Mm -hmm. and reading. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, what was your biggest time waster this year? Online shopping and making decisions for the renovation through online shopping. I hate it so deeply in my soul. It was necessary, so maybe it's not a time waster, but I don't think I'm very efficient. Mm. I remember purchasing curtains for our bedroom and texting Neil that that was hours of my life. I will never get back, (laughs) and that's how I feel when I have to do this, and there was a lot of it this year. Oh, man. I love that. My biggest time waster was all the mental work and time spent to find childcare Mm -hmm. from my kids being asked to leave the after-school program because we weren't going often enough at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year until now when we had to get them back in so that I could do Mm. another nursing orientation Mm -hmm. from trying to find somebody who could pick them up from school. I hate it. What brought you joy this year, Sarah? All of the travel. Great family trips, great friend trips, camping trips, and my brother invited me to go to Germany, and I got to do that in February, which was amazing. The things that brought me joy this year were talking with my kids about their Lego projects. They got Mm. so creative, stopped building from the prescribed project plans, and started doing their own stuff. Pepper has a whole cadre of robots that he just Mm -hmm. keeps adding to. Plum built this amazing rainbow camper the other day. Just so fun. Wow. And then, like I said before, spending time with our community here in 
Birmingham and then visiting with parents, extended family, friends, camping trips. I loved it. Let's finish up with a lightning round for 2023. First, favorite TV show. Breakpoint. This is the docuseries about professional tennis, and I loved it. Ours was Lego Masters. This was a sleeper hit that the whole family loves. And I think this spurred some of the creativity that my kids are doing with the Legos. Yes, I love that. Favorite purchase this year? I got a Lodge Dutch oven, which I've been using for soups and stews, and then also for baking bread. Mm. And it's really beautiful. It's a deep teal color, so it brings me a lot of joy whenever I am cooking with it. Mine was our porch furniture. The couch was a gift, but we bought the love seat to go with it. 10 of 10, would buy again. Your favorite secondhand win, Sarah? This is a soon-to-be secondhand win, which is a giant cactus for HP's room. Some neighbors are leaving the country, and they have a lot of plants, including these really large cactuses, probably at least four feet tall. Awesome. And HP really wanted one and asked if he could have one when they moved and they said yes so we have not brought it into our home yet but I love that he wants a giant cactus Me too. and we'll just see how how it does in our house of mediocre plant care <laughs> my best secondhand win is a Dyson stick vacuum that I found on the alley that just needed a new filter for ten dollars nice what's your favorite event Sarah traveling to Germany with my brother, and a close second was our trip to Colorado this summer. My favorite event was getting hired to be an L&D nurse. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite events. (laughs) Yep. What's your favorite kids milestone? When we went camping this summer, the kids took out the kayak and canoe on their own out on the lake, and just a really fun thing to see them do independently. And my favorite milestone for my kids was Pepper and Plum going to the same school, which started in August. Life-changing. Absolutely. What is your favorite guilty or not-so-guilty pleasure? Reading the comments on the local news blog brings me so much joy. (laughs) Love the drama. (laughs) Love everyone's thoughts. Love democracy in action. It's great. (laughs) My best guilty pleasure this year was playing a new-to-me phone game, Panda Pop, which I love. Always while listening to an audiobook or a podcast. All right. And finally, your favorite comfort food this year. I have gone through so many containers of sour cream and French onion dip powder. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Just all the time. It is such an affordable way to have French onion dip. It is not as good as Dean's, Hmm. but I don't know. It's still pretty great. It is pretty great. Mm Mm-hmm. And they feel different to me. Like, they are texturally different Mm -hmm. because of the little, like, onion flaky things. Yes. I like them both. Me too. My favorite comfort food this year is the fries from my old hospital's cafeteria. Mm -hmm. They're the best fries in Birmingham. And when I was working weekends, the cafeteria was not open. So the one weekday that I would go to work, I would have them for lunch. So basically every Wednesday all summer, I had French fries for lunch, and it was incredible. Nice. That's the end of our reflection on 2023. Listeners, we would love to hear how your years went. Let's finish by talking about what we've been eating. I want to share about the best Little Debbie, the Cherry Cordial. This is a Little Debbie that is only available 
during the holiday season and not even for that long because they're amazing and everyone buys them. Have you seen this? Do you know what this is? I have no idea what this is. Tell me more. It's like a whoopie pie. Okay. It has like two cakey sandwiches Mm -hmm. and then it's covered in chocolate on the outside, like a very thin shell of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then it has a marshmallowy, frostingy kind of middle, but it's like slightly cherry flavored and slightly pink. It's amazing. If you can get one, eat it. <laughs> you will have no regrets. Good to know. What have you been eating, Sarah? I feel like we have really dialed in our beans and rice slash taco situation. I have been sauteing onions and peppers and mushrooms. Mushrooms are the key for me. I know mushrooms can be controversial, but man, I just think they are so good in tacos. I love mushrooms. Me too. And then I've been making the beans in the Instant Pot, which I used to just do either just with water or Mm -hmm. maybe add some cumin powder. Mm -hmm. But I have been adding some of the adobo Mm -hmm. peppers Mm -hmm. to it and then garlic. And oh my gosh, best beans we have ever had. So just really feel like I'm nailing it on this food that we eat at least once, if not twice a week. Up in the bean game. Mm -hmm. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes in your podcast player. You can also leave us a comment on Instagram. We're at Friendlier Podcast, or you can email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. What was that one called? I'm going to look it up. I'm already doing it. You're looking it up. Here you go. Looking. (laughs) What can you do? When I typed that in, I was like, I should probably um, look that up. And then I just kept going. (laughs) And didn't look it up. Totally fine. Didn't do it.